For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject Galatians, for or against Torah. This is part eight of the series. What we've seen so far in this teaching is that the primary issue that Paul is addressing is not if we should follow the Torah as an expression of faith in Yeshua as the Messiah, but the proper way to follow the Torah. And so what is the way that Paul advocated, given that he testified in Romans chapter 7, verse 22, that he delights in the Torah of God after the inward man, the one that has the indwelling Holy Spirit, that the new covenant, Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 33, Hebrews chapter 8, verse 10, is the Torah written upon our heart. And the Torah written upon our heart, the new covenant, is the will of God. Psalm chapter 40 in verse 8. We are not to follow Yeshua's Torah in our own strength, in our own ability, and in our own understanding, but we're to follow his Torah through the help and the inspiration of his Holy Spirit. And that's why the Holy Spirit, who is not only the comforter, but our helper was given and outpoured in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost and we are given the indwelling Holy Spirit to help us live out Yeshua's Torah in our heart and in our lives. And so we're going to pick up in our teaching in Galatians in chapter 3. In verses 1 through 3, Paul writes, O foolish Galatians, this only would I learn of you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish that having begun in the Spirit, are you now made perfect in the flesh? And so how did they begin in the Spirit? They began in the Spirit by confessing their sins and receiving Yeshua's shed blood for the forgiveness of their sins and accepting Yeshua as Savior and Lord of their lives. That is how they begin in the Spirit. They are now believers in Yeshua as the Messiah. We can see this from Matthew in chapter 16, verse 13, in verses 16 and 17, where Yeshua explained that believing in him, having faith in him, comes from the Father through the Holy Spirit. When Yeshua came into the coasts of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the 
Son of Man am? And Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Yeshua answered and said unto him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. And Paul taught that it's the Holy Spirit that reveals that Yeshua is the Messiah. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3, at the end of the verse, it says, No man can say that Yeshua is the Lord, or that he's Yahweh, or make him Savior and Lord of your life, but by and through the Holy Spirit. And we can see how the Holy Spirit reveals that Yeshua is the Messiah from 1 John chapter 4 and verse 2. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Yeshua, the Messiah, is come in the flesh, is of God. And so this is a part of what we confess and believe in believing in Yeshua as the Messiah. So now, looking at Galatians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3, this is how the Galatians began in the Spirit. But what does Paul mean by, are you now made perfect by the flesh? And what is walking in the flesh? We're going to see what Paul taught from Romans chapter 8, verses 7 and 8, that walking in the flesh is not obeying the Torah. And one who is carnally minded is walking in the flesh and not following the Torah. Paul says in Romans chapter 8, verse 7, the carnal mind is an enemy against God, and the carnal mind is not subject or does not follow the Torah of God, neither indeed can it be. Then he says in Romans chapter 8, verse 8, so that they that are in the flesh cannot please God. So they that are in the flesh are those that are not subject or don't follow the Torah of God, and they are also carnally minded. So someone that's in the flesh does not follow the Torah, because if you're in the flesh, you sin. And 1 John chapter 3, verse 4, sin is the transgression of the Torah. So if these Galatians are going to continue in the flesh, they're going to continue by not properly following Yeshua's Torah. We are to follow the Torah by and through the help of the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Once again, this is how Paul testified the way in which he expressed his faith in Yeshua as the Messiah. Romans chapter 7, verse 22. I delight in the Torah of God after the inward man, one that has the indwelling Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8, verse 4, Paul explains that the righteousness of the Torah is fulfilled in us who do not walk after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And so the right way to follow the Torah is to follow the Torah after the Spirit. Romans chapter 8, verse 1, Paul explained, there is no condemnation to them which are in Messiah Yeshua who do not walk after the flesh. Once again, what do you have to do to walk after the flesh? Sin. What do you have to do to walk after the flesh? You're not subject to the Torah of God. You're carnally minded. So there's no condemnation to those who believe in Messiah Yeshua and who follow after him by the Spirit. And how do you follow after him? By not sinning. And how do you follow after him by not sinning? You follow his Torah. And there's no condemnation for those who believe in Messiah Yeshua who follow his Torah by his Spirit. Romans chapter 8 verse 9 and verse 14. So after Paul says that those who are carnally minded are an enemy of God and they don't follow the Torah of God and they're in 
in the flesh, he then says in Romans chapter 8, verse 9, you're not in the flesh. And so if you're not in the flesh, that means you're following the Torah. And you're not in the flesh, you're in the spirit. And if the spirit of God dwells in you, then he says in Romans chapter 8, verse 14, and, and those that are led by the spirit of God, if the spirit of God is in you and you're being led by the spirit of God, you are a son of God. And a son of God is one who is obedient to the God of Israel. And a son of God is going to follow Yeshua's Torah. And a son of God is going to believe that Yeshua is Messiah. And you're not going to trust in your own righteousness. You're going to be saved by grace through faith. You're going to confess your sins. And you're going to receive his shed blood for the forgiveness of your sins. And then you're going to love him and keep his commandments. And you're going to take Yeshua's Torah. He gave the Torah at Mount Sinai. And it's to be written on your heart. That's the new covenant. And you're to follow it through the help and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. It says in Ezekiel chapter 36 verses 26 and 27, I'm going to take away the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I'm going to put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and my judgments and to do them. And so Paul is contrasting faith in Yeshua, which is to follow his Torah by his spirit, versus the works of the law. And the works of the law can be seen in one of two ways. It's to go about establishing your own righteousness and depend upon your own good deeds and living a life of trying to be good, knowing that you fail and trip and thus sin, and trying to live that kind of life without putting your faith, trust, and confidence in Yeshua. And so that would be establishing your own righteousness. And as well, the works of the law is what Paul is going to use to refer to trying to follow the Torah through the teachings of the rabbis and submitting yourself to rabbinic authority. Galatians chapter 2 verse 16, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, either trying to establish your own righteousness in an oven by yourself or by trying to follow the Torah through the teachings of the rabbis who put the oral law above the written law, but it comes by faith of Yeshua HaMashiach, that he saves you by grace through faith. It's by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified before God. Now Galatians chapter 2 verse 21, I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness comes by the law, and in context Paul is speaking about, he just mentioned the phrase, the works of the law, then Messiah is dead in vain. In other words, if I could establish my own righteousness before God, I don't need the Messiah. But because I cannot establish my own righteousness in and of and by myself, I do need the Messiah. And I do need his death on the tree. I do need to believe in him and believe that he's been raised from the dead. So Paul is contrasting faith in Yeshua versus the works of the law in Galatians, but he's also doing it in Romans. Because the same issue that he's dealing with in Galatians, he also has to deal with that issue in Romans. And so he says in Romans chapter 3 verse 20, by the deeds or the works of the law shall no flesh be justified in his sight. And then he says in Romans chapter 3 verse 28, we conclude that a man is justified by faith, being saved by grace through faith, 
without the deeds or the works of the Torah. And so how were the children of Israel redeemed out of Egypt? They were saved by grace through faith. Did they deserve to be redeemed out of Egypt? No. So it was by grace. And so what was the faith? They had to obey the instruction of God, believe the instruction of God. They needed to put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost. The Torah teaches that you're saved by grace through faith. And so the way in which the children of Israel were redeemed out of Egypt, we apply the same principle to faith in Yeshua, and he saves us by grace through faith, not establishing our own righteousness. Did Abraham establish his own righteousness? No, it was by trusting in God that his faith was counted as righteousness. Genesis chapter 15, verse 6. And so, therefore, the Torah through Abraham's life and through the children of Israel being redeemed out of Egypt teaches us that we're saved by grace through faith. And it's not based upon our own merit. We don't deserve it. Deuteronomy in chapter 9 and verses 5 and 6, because we can see that by reading these verses, that it's not for your righteousness or for your uprightness of heart do you go to possess the land, but because of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord your God does drive them out from before you, that he may perform the word that he swore unto your fathers Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now Deuteronomy chapter 9 verse 6. Understand therefore that the Lord your God gives you not this land to possess it for your righteousness, because you are a stiff-necked people. And so therefore the Torah teaches that by our own deeds, we are not righteous before the God of Israel. And then the prophets teach us this as well in Ezekiel in chapter 33 in verses 12 and 13. Son of man, say to the righteous of the people, the righteousness of the righteous will not deliver him in the day of his sin, in the day of his transgression. When I say to the righteous that he will live, if he trusts in his own righteousness and sins, all of his righteousness will not be remembered. So the Torah and the prophets teach us that we're saved by grace through faith. And even though we're saved by grace through faith, are we to follow the Torah? Yeah, the Torah was given at Mount Sinai by Yeshua. After we're saved by grace through faith, we're supposed to follow Yeshua's Torah that he gave at Mount Sinai through the new covenant, which is the Torah written upon our heart with the help and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And that's in contrast to the works of the law, which is establishing my own righteousness. And Paul uses the phrase works of the law to refer to trying to follow the the Torah through the understanding and interpretation by the rabbis and submitting to their authority. And so now Galatians chapter 3 verses 5 to 7. He therefore that ministers to you the spirit and that works miracles among you. Does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? And he uses Abraham's life as a Torah proof and a Torah example of what the Torah teaches. Galatians chapter 3 verse 6. Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. Quoting Genesis chapter 15 verse 6. And so now Galatians chapter 3 verse 7. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith 
like Abraham. In other words, one that shows a circumcised heart. The same are the children of Abraham. So Paul taught in Romans chapter 4, verses 4 and 5, using the life of Abraham as our Torah example of what the Torah correctly teaches, that Abraham did not earn his own righteousness by his own merit, independent of the God of Israel. Romans chapter 4, verses 4 and 5. Now to him that works is the reward, but not reckoned of grace, but of debt. If I establish my own righteousness, then righteousness doesn't come by grace. It comes by what I've done. But to him that works not by establishing not my own righteousness, but if I believe on him that justifies the ungodly by faith, by trust, now his faith is counted for righteousness. We see that even though Abraham did not establish his own righteousness, but he was declared righteous by his faith and trust in the God of Israel and by following his instruction and believing in his covenant promises that Abraham obeyed the Torah. Genesis chapter 26 verse 5. Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my Torah. And so even though Abraham was saved by grace through faith, and because he had a circumcised heart, the way that he expressed his faith under the God of Israel on a daily basis was to keep the Torah. And so keeping the Torah did not make him righteous, but after righteousness was imputed to him, and then he continued to try to obey God by following his Torah. And so Paul explains that those who follow Abraham's example of faith are the children of Abraham. Galatians chapter 3 verses 8 and 9. In the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the non-Jews, the nations through faith, he preached the gospel to Abraham saying, in you shall all nations be blessed so that they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. So the point that Paul makes in Galatians chapter 3 he also makes this point in Romans chapter 4 verse Verse 12, that Abraham is the father of circumcision to them who are not of the circumcision only, but who also walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham, which he had being yet uncircumcised. So Abraham's life is a Torah teaching of the correct way in which our righteousness is established in the God of Israel in its by faith where he gives us his grace when we put our faith, trust, and confidence in him. So what Paul does in the book of Romans is he takes Abraham's life in his Torah example and applies that same principle to how we believe in Yeshua as the Messiah and receive our salvation in him. Romans chapter 4 verse 16, Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end that the promise might be sure to all the seed. If it's based upon our own merit, then some will be able to have merit, and those who fail will not have merit. So it will be to some and not to others. But because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, Romans chapter 3, verse 23, 
that in this way, the God of Israel makes righteousness available through his promises so that being saved by grace through faith can be to all peoples. It might be sure to all the seed and not only to that which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham and his faith is an example and he then is the father of us all. We can see that Paul explained that Abraham trusted in the God of Israel and believed in his promises. Romans chapter 4 verses 20 and 21. And he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And so being strong in faith is believing the promises of God. Now Romans chapter 4 verse 21. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. That's why Abraham's righteousness came from believing or trusting in the promises of God. Romans chapter 4 verse 22. And therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Genesis chapter 15 verse 6. Now Paul is going to apply Abraham's example of faith to how we become believers in Yeshua and receive our salvation by grace through faith. Romans chapter 4 verses 23 and 24. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also to whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Yeshua our Lord from the dead. Paul goes on to say that the righteousness of God by faith is believing that Yeshua is the Messiah. Romans chapter 10 verses 6 and 8. But the righteousness which is of faith speaks on this wise. What does it say? The righteousness of God by faith is believing with the heart, that means a circumcised heart, that Yeshua is the Messiah. And our hearts are circumcised when we are willing to repent of our sins and not trust in our own righteousness, but to receive Yeshua's shed blood for the forgiveness of our sins. And then Romans chapter 10 verses 9 and 10, if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Yeshua and will believe in your heart, a circumcised heart, that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, a circumcised heart, man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And so now in explaining and using Abraham as our example that was saved by grace through faith and we don't establish our own righteousness or follow the Torah through the teachings of rabbinic Judaism and submit to their authority, which Paul is going to call the works of the law. He then says that those who are of the works of the law, trying to establish their own righteousness or trying to follow the Torah outside of following Yeshua in his Torah by his spirit, that if you're following the works of the law, you're under the curse of the Torah. And the curse of the Torah comes when you don't follow the Torah, when you break the Torah. Galatians chapter 3 verse 10, for as many that are of the works of the Torah are under a curse. And now he quotes from the Torah. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that continues not in all the things that are written in the book of the Torah to do them. And so Paul is quoting from Deuteronomy chapter 27 verse 26. Cursed be he that confirms not all the words of this Torah to do them and all the people will say, Amen. And so given that if you don't do all the things that are written in the Torah to do them, if you would do all the things written in the Torah to do them, then 
you would have your own righteousness. But when you don't do all the things that are written in the Torah to do them, that because the Torah was given as a covenant, you're under a curse. And so, therefore, when you're under the curse, because you're a covenant breaker, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, Romans chapter 3, verse 23, you need a Savior. You need a Redeemer. And who is that? That's Yeshua. And so, Yeshua, Paul explains, redeems us from us not following the Torah, from the curse of the Torah. And the curse of the Torah is when we break the Torah, and so the curse of the Torah comes about when we sin, and sin is transgressing the Torah. First John chapter 3, verse 4. Well, that's going to conclude part 8 of the series on the subject, Galatians, for or against Torah. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.